Welcome to Charlie's Toolbox, the only podcast that teaches you how to be the main character in your life. Here, you can find all the tools and skills you need to decenter men, center yourself, and feel good about your life. Here's your host, researcher, observer, and marketer, Charlie Taylor. Welcome to this week's episode of Charlie's Toolbox titled, Things to Know While You Are Weathering the Storm. Some updates, I will be releasing my new YouTube video providing some insight into me. Um, I will be discussing why I made Charlie's Toolbox and what it means to what it means to me. And I will also be um, discussing ways and how to start loving yourself. My book, How to Center Yourself While Dating a Man is online at charliestoolbox.com. A new Patreon episode will be released today. I will be discussing my relationship with food and how I'm working on having a better relationship with it. This week's song that I like, it is exactly what I need. Um, It's something I'm super obsessed with. It's called Vacation by Cookie Kawaii. It is such a great feeling. The song just makes you feel so good, makes you feel like you're on the beach, like you are partying and you're drinking sangria and you're about to get on a yacht. Just everything feels very good about this song. So if you're feeling down, I would highly recommend you feel this, um, listen to this song and dance your ass off to this song. So some things that happened in my world today. Today, I finished my summer school classes. And let me tell you, I don't think I should have taken summer classes. I think I should have rest and stopped trying to rush this degree. But uh, because I took some summer classes, I have one more semester and I'll be done with my second graduate degree. Yay me, yay new possibilities, and also yay money. Um, but I, I won't lie. I am tired. Um, I think if I ever go back to school, it's going to be, uh, probably never, or I will have to wait a couple more years before I do that because I don't know, I'm really tired. Like I'm really exhausted by, uh, everything. So let's get into these topics. Um, I had a conversation with my grandmother the other day and my grandmother, I don't care who you are, you will love her. She is beautiful. She is smart. She's brilliant. She's kind. And I mean, she's genuinely kind. When you hug her, you melt. I just really, really love her. And we were talking about some of the changes that I'm going through right now and where I'm at because my mother and I are, we're clashing and we're clashing because, um, just boundary issues and these boundary issues are just a result of me growing up and she's having a hard time dealing with those, this new growth that I'm having. So my grandmother and I were talking about it and we we're just talking about me and journeys and life journeys that she went through. And she told me that she noticed that from um, the high school me that she knew 
and the college me that she knew was a bit lighter than I am now. And she said that she could tell that I was kind of being slowly chipped away. And I admitted to her that I was, she was right. She was right. Life did chip away some pieces of me. Um, but my grandma, I, I don't even know how, like, I'm telling you guys, she is so brilliant. Her timing is amazing because even though we were talking about, you know, my light kind of being chipped away, both of us knew I was working on restoring that lightness. Like she would not have brought up that conversation if she didn't know that I was not actively working on dusting the dirt off of my light so that I could shine brighter because it sucks to feel down and someone tells you, you know, you are looking down. It's like, that doesn't help me get back up. So my grandma has impeccable timing because she's telling me right now where I'm in the process of rebuilding and restoring that lightness. And even though I hadn't talked to her about my work, she picked up on it and she encouraged me and she told me that, you know, evolution, where I'm going, who I'm becoming is, you know, basically a beautiful thing and that I should continue to reach for hope and joy and for peace. And this conversation brought up a lot. It made me realize the when you are weathering the storm, there is an importance of being clear about who you are, the fundamentals, because you're going to change, of course. But there's a inner you that you have to be clear about who that person is. And you have to be diligent on holding on to that while you're weathering the storm. And I like to kind of wax poetics about some of the things I discovered along the way. Like I, I know that sometimes life gets the best of you and sometimes they look differently. They can be big disruptive events that ruin, ruin your light, or they can be these small mini events that take a toll on you and chip away at you. And sometimes you find yourself waking up in the morning and dreading the day, which the day should look like possibilities. But if you're dreading them, that's a sign that your light is kind of being there's some mud on your light, some dirt on your light. Or you wake up and you're replaying all the ways that people have hurt you. And you stirring something up in your soul and in your mind and your heart and your feelings and you're feeling bad. And sometimes you do these things for so long that it causes you to skew your vision, skew your vision of yourself and of your future self. So there has to be some things that you have to put in place to in, within yourself so that when you are weathering this storm and when you are going through those hard times, you have something to hold on to. And after you're done weathering that storm, you can have that foundation and you can build up. You can build new. You can build a new because you have a foundation. But this new structure that you're building has this the new lessons that you learned. So it's, it's a bit stronger. It's, it's, it's sturdier. It's more is adorned. 
So these are some of the things that I learned and please take them to heart because there's something that I wish people, I wish my, even though my grandmother and my mom, they're super wise, it's hard to discuss this. And it's hard to warn people about it because you have to kind of go through it to really realize how important these tools and ideas are. So the first one is you have to honor yourself. You have to honor yourself. If you are upset, don't for, don't force yourself to see the silver lining. When you want to go, go. When you're tired, go to sleep. When you want to cry, allow yourself to cry. You have to give yourself the permission to be you. Your right is being you. And you have to allow it. You have to allow you being you. You don't need a sign to validate your feelings. Your feelings are valid because they're there. Because you felt them, they're valid. Sometimes you don't even need a reason to feel. Sometimes you could just feel because you just feel. You don't need a reason. Sometimes your gut works clearly through you. And you feel something's off. You have to trust it. You have to trust that there's an inner light in you that's truthful. That wants the best for you. Being sad and feeling it is better than lying to yourself about your emotions. Because when you don't allow yourself to feel and when you convince yourself of the silver lining or you convince yourself other otherwise of of why I'm not feeling this, I'm feeling something else. When you do that, you're lying about your emotions. You're lying to yourself about your emotions. And all that's doing is creating more confusion. It's creating confusion on how to identify those emotions. So I'm going to give you an example. I'm feeling sad. If I continue to tell myself or try to pretend to be happy, every time I feel sad, I might mis- misidentify that feeling and, and label it happiness when it's not. The more you lie about your emotions, The more you are confusing yourself, the more you are unable to identify them. So feel and honor it with the appropriate actions. You can feel anything you want. You don't have to act on it. You can feel anything you want and you can have an appropriate action to it. But feel, honor yourself and don't worry about staying in an emotion. People who healthily emote they always get back to their norm. So you don't have to worry about if if I indulge my sadness too much, I, I don't I'm I'm worried about being stuck. Don't worry about that. Because when you allow yourself to feel your body, your mind, your spirit, your heart, it's released, it's relieved. And it's like, okay, well, I guess I can go back to my norm. It'll naturally do that. Number two. Understand that no one can physically or emotionally hold you hostage. Now, of course, this is outside of domestic violence and power imbalances. I, 
I'm talking outside of that. There are moments in your life where you hold tightly to things that are harming you. In those moments, you often lie and convince yourself that you can't let go. You can't let go. You need them. You can't live without them. These people outside of you become your life source and you are held hostage by their image or the the love that you created that you put on them and you act as though you can't get out. And the truth is you can get out, but you have to stop lying to yourself to get out of the trance that you're in. And the first lie is that they're the cause of your obsession. And the second lie is that without that energy source, you will never feel alive. These are lies. These are fundamental lies that are encouraging you to stay in a helpless situation. Your environment helped shape this emotional wound. And he was the person or she was the person who just so happened to feel it. And though this energy source feels amazing, when you are grabbing onto this energy energy source, you are forced to give up other pieces of yourself to have it. So you are fulfilling yourself in one way and at the same time creating yet another emotional wound because you're holding on to harmful love. Those lies are harmful. Let them go and break free from an energy source that harms you. Because once you let go of this energy source, which you will let go of this energy energy source that's harming you. Now you have two emotional wounds that you have to tend to. The one from the one that this person just so happened to feel and the one this person made and created because you didn't want to let them go. Number three, you cannot lose yourself. You cannot lose yourself. And this was like a big fear of mine that I've always had my whole life. I always had this fear of like, Having an event or a traumatic event or having a mini, mini, a lot of mini events happen, happen, and they hurt me so much to my core that I won't be able to get up and I won't be myself again. And I, you know, this person who I love so much, me, I love her so much, I'll lose her. That used to be the biggest fear of mine. And it made me be so cautious about events and like how I do things and how I live life. Now, I'm glad I was cautious, but it just made me um, build walls because I was always afraid of losing myself. And I want you guys to know that life hurts, but you're going to always find a way to return to you. It, it is you are always going to find it. And it's not this perfect, like spotless, ideal you. You know, you have this person in your mind, like if I can only, if I would be more um, spontaneous or if I could have more diligence and I'd be this ideal person and I could do so many things and I could be this person who I have in my mind. Not, no, not her. That's not who I'm talking about. I'm talking about the person who, no matter how low she felt, 
there was this energy, this thing in you that still reached for the light. There was this person that, you know, this girl, she may have stayed in a relationship that wasn't enough or was harmful or hurt her. Yeah, she may have stayed in that. But there was this cut feeling in her telling her this is not right. There's this girl, this person in her screaming, get out. Now, she may not have you may not have acted on that feeling, but there was something there tugging at you saying, I'm here and I know this isn't for you. That's the person who you cannot lose. That person is inside you. That person is there. There is this person inside of you who is just there. She lives because she does. She goes because she wants to. She cries because she feels like it. She sits in her skin very cozy and says, you know what? I'm very comfortable here. She is just there. She has no one's opinion hovering over her. She doesn't need a sign. She allows herself to be in all of its glory. And she's there. Now, you may be temporarily away from her or temporarily distracted and you're not paying attention to her, but she's always there. You can never, ever, ever lose yourself. That person in you will always show up. Number four, you got to learn how to communicate. There are problems that you do not have to go through if you learn how to communicate. And this was a big lesson for me. This was actually a big lesson for me last year about communication, about communicating to myself about my truth and communicating to others about our relationship. Much of my pain is due to me not communicating properly. You know, my boss in the past would ask me to collaborate with someone that I didn't work well with. And it's not an attitude issue, it's just like, we just didn't work well. And I'm saying, instead of saying that, you know, I have another colleague that we work really well, or, you know, saying I prefer to work with this other colleague because we do phenomenal work and these are the stats that show it, I'd work with her. I'll just be quiet. Or I'll date people who overlook my needs. But I didn't clearly communicate them. I didn't say, you know what? I like people with dignity. I like people who are, you know, when they walk in the room, people feel their presence, that they have a calming or soothing effect, that they have this energy that you want to lean into them. I didn't communicate that. I didn't communicate that to myself and I didn't communicate that to others about what I need. Even though that's not really a need, but like that's the type of person that I go for. Or I'll just go along with things I hated and meet meet with people that got on my nerves because I was taught to be quiet and you be quiet and you get along with things because when you do that, they guarantee safety. I learned throughout my childhood 
that being quiet, being unseen, that's the fastest way to guarantee safety. And I brought that into adulthood. And I missed many opportunities to lay problems and my burdens to rest. So you have to learn how to communicate. You have to you have to learn how to say exactly how you feel without fear of retaliation or the result or embarrassment or shame. There is no need to be ashamed of your feelings. Learn how to believe that people who love you will listen and try to adjust. If they can't do that, that's their issue that they have to work on. It has nothing to do with you. You have to learn how to speak. You have to learn how to speak your truth. You have to learn how to speak truthfully to yourself about what you're feeling, how you're feeling. Because the more you lie to yourself, the more you confuse yourself and misidentify what's going on. So on that note, you take these lessons, you digest them, and please apply them. Because I assure you, you're going to need them for this life. Take care. For show notes, be sure to check out charliestoolbox.com. Follow Charlie on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Charlie's Toolbox. Thanks again for listening to Charlie's Toolbox.